the hard shoulder on News Talk with Nissan. Let's go the distance by keeping our distance. Nissan, innovation that excites. It's Tom Time here. Tom Dunn joins me now on Matters Musical this week. First up, take a listen to this. Southern trees bear a strange fruit. Blood on the leaves and blood at the root. Black bodies swinging in the southern now that is a really powerful lyric and performance and it comes from Billie Holiday and it could not be more topical in the context of what's happening in the United States, Tom. Uh, first of all, it's Strange Fruit. Tell us about the song, first of all. goes all the way back to 1939 and I've actually, before, not around 37, a man called Abel Mirapol, uh, who was a teacher in the Bronx, um, he wrote it and his wife was performing it at uh, kind of left-wing get-togethers, they're described as, and Billy Holiday's uh, manager heard it at one of these and went to Abel and talked to him. So they brought it to Billie Holiday. Uh, they they argue whether she really wants to do it or not. But once she started to do it, uh, the world stopped. Really, um, people were saying this is too serious a song. People won't be able to take it um, take it in. But uh, it was a huge hit. It's about a lynching in the South in 1930 and uh, two people who were hung, Thomas Shipp and Abe Smith and photographs of them hanging from the tree were very famous and white people standing around in their Sunday best as if they'd been performing some sort of entertainment. It's really a very striking photograph. So he wrote it about that and it's this whole idea that the, the trees in the South of America you know, are used in lynchings and they they bear very strange fruit. And it touched a nerve of people and people were thinking this is representing where America is. It became an absolutely huge song and is very typical of a lot of protest music in America because that has gone on to be, sadly, an entire genre as time and time again incidents have happened in America where people have taken to music to express their feelings about it. The civil rights movement in the 60s was a big one and songs like We Shall Overcome around the time of, of Martin Luther King were massive. But it was interesting to see how it moved into kind of pop and entertaining music. A man called Sam Cooke, who we'll talk about later, had a track called A Change Is Gonna Come, which is one of the first big civil rights and, and uh, songs about being a black person in America uh, hits. But other you might know them, bands like The Impressions, who had Curtis Mayfield in them, had a track called Keep On Pushing, which is, the, you know, the giving out about racism is subtle enough in it, but it is there. And thereafter, people like Stevie Wonder start to write songs like Living in the City. An amazing man called Gil Scott Heron writes a song called The Revolution Will Not Be Televised and many other songs as well. Nina Simone writes Mississippi Goddamn. And then what it really takes uh, hold for me is in the whole hip hop movement. And that has become the, almost the dominant form of music, hip hop and R&B in America since around 2002. And it is full of anger. And a band called NWA are very, very direct in pointing their anger so often at the police. The police in America have been so bad for so long and have been at the centre of so many dreadful incidents uh, with black people that it's been it's been catalogued time and time again in music and uh, most recently a man called Kendrick Lamar who is sensational and who had a huge fan in Barack Obama back in the day he's been writing songs about it as well but it really all traces its way back to that song Strange Fruit 
Um, and, and isn't that sad? That song mm. is 1939. So you're talking about 80 years of mm. people giving out about this. OK, remarkable story there and remarkable performance of Billie Holiday. She used to do it at the end of her gigs in darkness. It was it was that's really right. quite emotive. Uh, all right, they that's fascinating. Fascinating history of protest songs and strange fruit there. Now to Tom's album of the week. It was the hour of the wolf I could tell by the cannon fire Stealing victory From the jaws of desire That's very pleasing indeed. Joe Chester, Jesus, a new name it? on me. Uh, the album is called yeah. Jupiter's Wife. Is he a kind of folk singer? Um, he's one of my favourites. I wouldn't call him a folk singer. Um, I have known him for many years. He was in a band, real pop band called Ten Speed Racer. They're one of my favourite bands. He released a solo album, uh, which was one of my favourite albums of the decade when it was released. Since then, he's moved over to France with his wife. He's living in the south of France. Um, he's been involved, though, producing people like Gemma Hayes. He's played at the Waterboys. He produced a brilliant Dublin band called A Lazarus Soul that I love, and he's a member of them as well. But this is a more kind of reflective and him at the piano type thing. He's very taken by Michal McLeamore and the writings of Michal McLeamore. And he's fun. He's found um, unpublished plays of his, which he's taken enormous uh, inspiration from. He's recorded some of the album in Sun Studio in America, which is where Elvis used to record. And he, for me, he's just a man who has a great way with words, a great way at the piano and very, very talented. And people need to pay attention to him because it's just it's not often you see a talent as great as that. And pay homage, I say to you. And Jupiter's wife, is there a theme to this about marriage? There or? is a theme. There is a theme. And and one of the songs is called um, Staying Together for the Kids, which would make you think that this, you know, Joe's in a very dark relationship at the moment, but he is absolutely not. And he's just done one of those things where you write as if you're in somebody else's shoes. His own parents did break up, so maybe that did inform it. It's also it's also fascinating. He's another of your guys, along with David Kitt, who, who have emigrated. I'm afraid so. Um, he often says when you choose the life of the artist, you're not getting into it for the big books. And that has meant that lots of people in music couldn't have, when, when the Celtic Tiger came and afterwards, couldn't afford to live in Ireland. The rents were too high and they couldn't possibly afford. Banks will not lend you money. Um, so if you're saying you're a musician, they're just going to laugh at you, I'm afraid. So he's emigrated. That's why he moved to the south of France and David Kitt the same and many other people as well. Um, is it because the, the cost of living is is, is lower or yeah. what? Yeah. Yeah, some people have moved to Germany where rents are much lower. Um France is the same. Cost of living lower, um an easier place to get by. And are they bitter about Ireland? I don't think they are. No, Wallace Bird is another one. She's gone to Germany. And I have to say, no, they don't seem bitter. They seem they're having great lives. They're enjoying where they are. They love getting back. And to be honest, they're having more success since they left. Um but I suppose in an ideal world they would like to be living here. Okay, let's hear a gig alternative from Tom. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Cooke. He was a complicated black man in a complicated world. Sam was taking a big risk by saying, I don't want to play in the segregated space. Clan members down there had a problem with that. Suddenly there are threats suggesting you should not go up on that stage. He was threatening. There was a sense in the music industry that Sam was getting too powerful. All right, so this is... The Sam Cook story. Now, I've heard of Alistair Cook and Letter from America. Yes. It used to be on the BBC in my chart. But who's Sam Cook? He's a soul singer, was he? He is a soul singer. And He's there still are those alive. who would regard him. 
No, 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 no. no. This this deals in this. This deals in his death. Uh, He died in very murky circumstances. He has been described as the inventor of soul music and he had hits with You Send Me, A Change Is Gonna Come, Cupid, Wonderful World, Chain Gang, Twisting the Night Away. 39 hit singles and also a very clever set up his own record label. The first man to get involved, Alan Klein, who later managed the Beatles. But on one night in uh, 1964, he was in a motel room with a young lady, she tried to escape from the room. He went after her and in a fight with the manageress of the hotel, he was shot to death. And that is what this is all about. This is telling the story of that because it's a real murder mystery. Was Did she really shoot him? Or were there forces at play that wanted him out of the way? Because he was very involved in the civil rights movement and he was also uh, writing songs that would be taken up by the civil rights movement and was also a black man who had ideas about how the music industry should be and was becoming quite a powerful person in a white man's industry. So there's all that as the backstory, but don't lose sight of the music of Sam Cooke. He's just, wow, you can see why he's known as the inventor of soul music. He has this unbelievably sweet voice and a gorgeous, gorgeous So this is on the Netflix remastered series. Now, Tom, your tip of the week, we were talking about this earlier. You want to pay tribute to Brendan Boyer. Yes, very sad to hear of his passing. A man I've interviewed a good few times. He was always a pleasure to spend time with. And the stories from him were amazing stories. But it, being in Ireland and being in Las Vegas, where they were the only Irish band to have success over there, uh, seen as the Irish Elvis. But that whole show band era, I think, was really important in Ireland. When, when Ireland was very much in the grip of the churches, it was the show bands who were bringing in music from the Rolling Stones. Well, and, they brought the sex into all. the country and courting and shifting really. and all that right across the country and dance halls, despicable stuff. Yeah. And now we've normal people and nudity. And Yes, they were the ones who brought it into us. They brought the crack to Ireland. And at a time when, when the church would have been telling you to do one thing, Brendan Boyer was having his first hit with a track called Kiss Me Quick. And that is everything you need to know. And I just think for 15 years, he is what people went to. And he was the most charismatic, powerful frontman in the country for a very, very long time. And I think people should take note of that and be grateful for what he did because he he cheered Ireland up. Simple as that. Tom Dom, as always from Glassdool Bunker, thank you. The Hard Shoulder on Newstalk with Nissan. Together, let's play our part by staying apart. Nissan, innovation that excites.